On this episode of Bite Sized, we are discussing the sixth scene from the film Twilight. For those of you watching along at home, that is from 6 minutes and 46 seconds to 7.42. It's a short one today. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Bite Sized, the, as far as I can tell, only podcast that is watching the Twilight movies in chronological order, one scene at a time. I am always as your host, Ben Bear. If this is your first episode, episode six is a good place to start. Good for you for doing something new. I am a Chicago area comedian and now podcast host. I have set out to watch all the Twilight movies in chronological order, one scene at a time, and discuss them with one of my friends from the Chicago comedy scene or around the world. I have seen the entire movie up to this point, but my guests have only been given about 60 to 90 seconds, which we will discuss. Speaking of discuss, let's do that now. I'm so good at segues. My guest today is a Chicago improviser, comedian, and research assistant. You can see her do two of those three things, and maybe all three if you're willing to break some laws. Lily Ludwig, welcome to Bite Sized. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Glad to hear it. How you doing today? I'm good. What's, I, what's yeah. been going on in your life? It's a, it's a gorgeous day. It's been it a gorgeous is. week. I think I walked home from work every day this week last week yeah this is the first week that chicago in a while has gotten warm and stayed warm yeah um and i say that we say we're talking a lot about this week let's pull back the curtain it is still monday yes so when you say you've walked home from work every day this week does that mean just this one day i meant last week it yeah i think we're all a little behind yeah and by all i mean the <laughs> two of us Lily Ludwig, I'm going to start this conversation the way I've started everyone, which is with our first question, what is your history with the Twilight franchise? Okay, so I was pretty much the target audience for these books. Sure. They came out around the time I was in middle school. Yeah. I remember at least starting to read them in seventh grade. Okay. Because all my friends were reading them too. Yeah. And I love to read. So I was like, I'll check out the series everybody's talking about. It makes sense. And what puzzled me the most was that there seemed to be at least, I'm talking about 2010, that's when I was in seventh grade. And uh -huh. at that point, if you were a middle schooler in 2010, everyone either was obsessed with Twilight, had like Edward cutouts in their room, yeah. it was their favorite thing ever, or loved to hate on Twilight. Right. Especially if you were a Harry Potter fan. So by you hated Twilight. Yeah. Twilight was maybe at the height of its craziness yes this first movie had come out two years prior mm -hmm. the books had already gone so huge at this point you knew about twilight regardless of your opinion on it it was on your radar yes yeah. and i remember being like where do i fit into this this dichotomy because uh -huh. i read the book and i enjoyed it and then i was like okay what book am i going to read next yeah I, I i somehow did not fall down the rabbit hole of obsession or hatred with that okay it was sort of like the justin bieber thing at the same time Around Very it, similar phenomena. Where I was like, yeah, I kind of like the song Baby. Okay. I don't hate this dude or love this dude. <laughs> Just There's real? probably more people like me out there. I'm sure I'm not a phenomenon there. What, but What were you obsessed with then as a middle schooler in 2010? Ooh, uh, musical theater. <laughs> okay. That makes Les sense. Les Miserables. You were waiting for the Les Mis movie that was coming out a few years later. Yes. That was... Yeah, that was... I want to say high school or college that movie came out. That would have been... oh. Probably high school. 
this is not a Les Mis podcast, and it never will be. That's my <laughs> promise to you, the listener. I think it's overrated. You just uh, read, isn't the book super long? I actually never read the book. I've never read the book either. I've seen the movie. Yes. And that's enough for me. I listen to the CD every single day. I'm sorry to trash talk your obsession like this. Oh, that's okay. I also did not understand most of it. My yeah. mom had to explain to me to stop singing the prostitute song because it was about <laughs> prostitutes. Uh-huh. And I was like, I thought it was just about like pretty ladies in the town square. It's just a fun song. Yeah. Twilight, Justin Bieber, you're very neutral about these things. At what point did you say enough of Twilight? Did you read the second book? Did you watch any of the movies? I read the entire series. You read the entire and series. And I remember thinking... Were you hoping that at some point <laughs> it was going to click? No, I mean, I enjoyed them. Yeah. Like I would enjoy any other book. It just didn't become my whole life, is okay. what I'm saying. But I read the whole series. Uh, even I found a lot of it very disturbing. I remember really? being like... I cannot believe my mom let me read this. Mm-hmm. I would not let my 13-year-old read this. But I was also a very sheltered kid. Same. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, like, uh, very Christian. I was homeschooled through elementary school. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I was homeschooled through that whole all thing. the way. Just one step shy of backyard chickens. We weren't that far into it. Sure. But, yeah. like, church several times a week, kind no of. No Harry Potter, I'm guessing. That's demonic. Not for a while. Okay. I think I... No Harry Potter. And then when I was about 10, my mom was like, fine, but you can read one a year. So you kind of grow up with Harry. Interesting. Because the later books get really intense. Yeah. But I think when I was, I was allowed to be one year younger than Harry. (laughs) So I was allowed to read one book a year. Such a weird stance on that. Because my my mom was just straight up, no, it's it's witchcraft and that's I think they were like that at first. And then they saw how just every other kid was reading Harry Potter and they were like, fine. That's sort of what my mom did with Halloween. Because growing up, me and my siblings did not trick or treat. Oh. It was just not, it was not a thing in our household. And then as we started aging, eventually we did get too old for that. But my mom would start sort of softening on it, warming up to the idea of Halloween. Like she Mm -hmm. would, you know, she went from porch light off the whole night to just leaving a bowl out to now I think see eventually got to the point where she would open the door and hand out uh, treats. And I think it's just because she likes kids. Uh, She likes like young children. And when her children were adults, she stopped seeing young children. And so (laughs) it was just a fun thing to do. Sorry, mom, if you hear this, I don't, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you. We were allowed to trick or treat, but I was not allowed under any circumstances to be a witch or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that makes like sense. Like, no, no devil, no anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, Mom, if I got too deep and psychoanalyzed you for all the world to hear. <laughs> this is revenge for 1999 when you made me throw out all my Pokemon cards. <gasps> I was into Pokemon for about a year before I the, that was taken away from me. Man, evolution? Some lady at church, some Sunday school lady when I was in second grade, told me with a straight face that every name of a Pokemon is the name of a demon. <laughs> um, and even at like six or seven, I was not bi- I I knew that's probably, that can't be true, right? Uh, quake in fear for me, Piplup. Yeah, that there's that means there's like demons named Mr. Mime. And yeah. Jigglypuff. I am not afraid of Jigglypuff the demon. No, Squirtle is not a good <laughs> demon name. This is not a Pokemon podcast, and it never will be. Damn. Back to Twilight. <laughs> you read the books. But they get really intense. Again, yeah. for a 13-year-old, I mean, it gets into some, like, almost, like, light BDSM. Okay. Like, it gets really intense, and just, like, yeah, fleeing for your life and seeing yeah. people you love die or get transformed. A lot of a lot of eating people, you know? A lot of, like, sexual tension. The later movies do get pretty 
graphic in a in a few different ways. Speaking of movies, did you watch the movies? I think I've seen each movie once, or maybe mm-hmm. just not the last one, because I think the last one came out in two parts. It did, yeah. Uh, I, I assumed you would know. Four books, five yes. movies. <laughs> yeah. As was the trend, and mm-hmm. probably still is. Oh, it started the trend. You think? Oh, I, I know. Oh. Because after that, Hunger Games did the same thing, and it's just... Harry Potter did the same oh, thing. Oh, wait a minute. Did Harry Potter do it first? I think I don't Harry know if Potter it was first. did it first. And now it's looped back around to where I'm like, well, I don't know if I would let my kids read Harry Potter because of the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> How fun is that, that we were ahead of the hating J.K. Rowling I know, trend. right? Yeah. How did you see them for the first time? Were you in I think I was at school? home. Okay. I Maybe I like rented it or something. I don't remember. I think okay. I watched the second one on an airplane. Interesting. Have you seen all of them? If I have, it was over 10 years and ago. If you have, you've clearly forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've definitely seen the first two. And I have a, a friend group that's very into Twilight. Yeah. And so I've definitely watched the first one with them just like over uh, Discord or something. Please tell them They to are so to excited that then. I'm doing this podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I texted this friend group. I was like, hey, there's a guy in Chicago who has a Twilight podcast. Yeah. So asked me to be on it. And my one friend was like, oh my God, I'm watching it right now. Hell yes. <laughs> Thank you, Twilight fans. <laughs> All right, with that out of the way, let's get into the clip we watched today. Scene six, it's less than 60 seconds 56. of movie. It's gym class. A bunch of people are playing volleyball. Bella's not very good at it. She accidentally hits a kid in the back of the head. Whoa! I'm sorry. I told them ball, not right? to let me play. Oh, wait. No, 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 that's, that's, don't. You're, uh, Isabella, right? Just Bella. Yeah, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Mike. Newton. Oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got a great spike, huh? Yes. I'm Jessica, by the way. Anna Kendrick is there. A lot of things happen. Yes. In less than a minute of movie. It's an, I would, I would even go so far as to call it an action-packed sports montage. Yes, okay, I, I watched this again on the train yeah. coming over, because I wanted to count how many shots were in it, like yeah. how many camera changes. I counted about 25. In a 56-second scene. It's a lot. Yeah. It does a good job of Twilight is an action movie. Twilight action. is a sports hero movie. Whenever people talk about Twilight with sports, they always talk about the baseball scene. Oh, yeah. The volleyball is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> you get some really cool, maybe five or six seconds of volleyball action. Watching this scene made me feel very seen. Really? When I did, weirdly, I did one year of public school when I was yeah. in high school, 11th grade. It okay. was about the same age as uh, Bella. And I hated gym class so much just because I'm very incompetent with hand-eye coordination yeah. type things. just like Bella. I remember this one sport we would play outside in, in gym class that I'm pretty sure my gym teacher made up. Similar to soccer, yeah, we were chasing a ball around on a field. That sounds like soccer. Were you allowed to use your hands? I don't remember. I think I blocked most of this out. But what I do <laughs> remember, what I remember is we had to wear these heart monitor type things on our mm-hmm. wrists to make sure that we had our heart rate up the entire gym class. And that's really the only thing we were getting graded on. And I never wanted the ball to come to me yeah. or for anyone to depend on me to do any sport thing ever. Yeah. So I spent the entire time running the opposite direction that I should, yeah. but making it look like I was still trying to play and at the end it would be like oh good job lily you were playing hard the whole time because i kept my heart rate up and this is how you would get graded i guess like if your heart rate wasn't high enough would they like make you run more or something what is 
This is so foreign to me. I know, man. American public schools. It's weird, right? Their their hearts in the What's right place. What's it like? We're going to go completely off topic here. What's yes, it like please. going from years of homeschooling to public school? Ooh. Because that's um, got to be the most confusing <laughs> thing ever. Uh, it was my idea. Okay. And it, I had sort of a transition. So I was homeschooled through elementary school. And yeah. then fifth grade, I started going to a charter school that met two days a week for like performing arts type stuff. Yeah. And then I added more days a week. So I was going to school four to five days a week by okay. the time I went to public school. But the size was very different. Yeah. Like I knew everybody at the charter school I went to. My graduating class was a Less than 20 people, I think. Okay. And then I went to You just school. beat last week's <laughs> guest, Heather Scholl, who told us that her graduating class was 96. Yeah. So the new record to beat for guests is less than 20. I think it was about 16. My graduating class was 12. Wow. I know. Damn. No one's ever going to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then I went to a, a school where my graduating class would have been about 400. Okay. But then I went back to the uh, performing arts school for senior year. It was good. Honestly, yeah. it was this weird... I think I had seen so many movies about American high school. Yeah. Even just like High School Musical or, or Twilight or something where it's like, oh, gym class. That's such an iconic thing. Yeah. Or going to like a, a big prom or something. And I was like, I feel like I'm missing out on this. Like doing a big school play on mm -hmm. a huge stage. And so I was like, can I try out public school? And my parents were like, sure. Because we always just did school a year at a time which I thought was cool. I loved being homeschooled. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it too, for what it's worth. I always imagined though, it would be like the most accurate representation of homeschooling ever seen in media is Mean Girls. Have you seen Mean Girls? Yes. When the first day Lindsay Lohan goes into the lunchroom and is just like, what the hell is going it's on? It's like a, like a bunch of animals at a watering yeah. hole or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Homeschoolers in pop culture are always like, it's always like a 25th annual Putnam County spelling bee oh, yeah. or something like that, where it's just some insane weirdo who doesn't know how to function in human society and those people do exist yes oh absolutely yes. but we my brother and i to my parents credit we were very socialized yeah granted oh, yeah. a lot of it was through church programs yes like there would be you know a wednesday program for all the homeschool kids at the church mm -hmm. and we would go and have like an art class and a gym class yeah. and a bible class but sure it was fun i did that on fridays yeah, yeah. <laughs> super relatable yeah because homeschooling there is only so much your parents can do you have to rely on the community for yeah. other things and a lot of that comes you know, a yeah, lot of that brings But we were on like too. swim team and my yeah. brother did karate and we had like science club. So we were, we were out of the house. We had a lot of friends. Yes. Yeah. That's more accurate to the homeschooling experience, but that has nothing to do with twilight. Can I make an observation about this scene? Yeah, absolutely. Or I, pretty much Please any do. scene yeah, in that's twilight. That's the point of the show, Lily. It is so blue tinted. That's the Bluebell, a new feature I'm <laughs> debuting here on this episode. Congratulations, Lily. In six episodes, you are the sixth guest to mention how blue everything is. Wow. And now every time a guest <laughs> says how blue it is, I'm going to ring the Bluebell. You are so excited. You just lit up. I did. I've never seen you happier. <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh, thank you so much. But yes, it is a very blue movie. Even in this scene that's in the gym and has a lot of like yellows in it, it still managed to, manages to be very blue. She looks translucent. Yeah, she I mean, does. I think that's the point. Oh, for sure. It's a style choice. I also, another uh, Twilight comment. Mm -hmm. I, I think the reason you picked me for this scene is they mentioned that she used to live in Arizona. Oh, we're going to get to that. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. You, wanna, you, you want me to wait? No, let's get on into <laughs> it. Uh, we'll, we'll segue into there. Uh, in this scene, we meet perhaps my favorite of the performances in this movie. I think maybe the best because we meet Anna Kendrick, mm -hmm. who in a movie full of just sort of mopey, mumbly, quiet people is a peppy ray of sunshine. Yeah. She's got a great spike, huh? Yes. 
I'm Jessica, by the way. Hey, you're from Arizona, right? Yeah. Aren't people from Arizona supposed to be, like, really tan? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> So 2010 was also yeah. the height of the like, well, I'm not like other girls oh, kind of for a thing, sure. which I super fell into at the time. I was uh -huh. like, I'd rather hang out with my guy friends because they're I'd less drama. I'd rather listen to Les Mis. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I think Anna Kendrick kind of serves to fuel that fantasy of the I'm not like other girls. Right. Oh, like I'm not all peppy and like hitting on boys in gym class. Sure. She I must is. be so much more interesting and smart. She's sort of the platonic ideal of the other girl. Yes. Wow, that's deep. I never really <laughs> viewed this movie through that lens before, but I'm going to start doing that now. She walks up to Bella and asks if she's the new girl. I think she's the second person in the scene, third person in the movie to do that. Mm -hmm. This is Bella's first day at school. How does everyone already know who she is? I think that's the point. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, she's so uncomfortable. It's yeah. this girl who's more comfortable alone or hanging out with like a friend or two. She's mm -hmm. very introverted. And for everyone to, like for her to be like a celebrity all of a sudden, yeah. she just hates it. That's a very good reading. I think she needs to hate sure. Forks. Oh, for sure. For the plot to happen. And yeah. that definitely furthers it. That's a lot deeper than I was thinking. I was just wondering, how do they all know this is the new girl? Is there like a an email that goes around or something because <laughs> everyone spots her and is immediately like you're new well i think in the book at least everyone her dad is well known around the town because yeah. he's like the sheriff or something and so it's like oh the sheriff's estranged daughter is coming back so i think yeah. that like floats around the town and it would make sense that in a very small town a very small high school you know like you said you get to know everyone and so after a while if someone new shows up it's gonna be obvious yeah yeah anna kendrick asks Bella, you're from Arizona, right? Which means I get to do one of my favorite things and just straight up ask my guest a question that someone <laughs> in the scene gets asked. And I get to say, you're from Arizona, right? I did live there for four years. Aren't um, people from Arizona supposed to be really tan? Another question lifted <laughs> straight from the scene. Uh, this also made me feel very seen. Uh -huh. People ask me that all the time. Yeah, uh, really? If you, if you can see me in real life right now, I've got a lot of freckles, but I really don't get tan. Yeah. And um, I, I think you're tanner than me, if I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah, well, you the got bar's a little bit low. on me. Uh, I remember I would go back to the East Coast for holidays like Christmas or the 4th of July or something. Mm -hmm. And my relatives would say stuff like that to me because yeah. they would be tanner than I was. And I was like, I don't know. It's also kind of dangerous to spend a lot of time outside in Arizona. Yeah, that's how you get skin cancer. The hottest it ever got while I lived there was 120 Fahrenheit. Yikes. And you really don't want to be out like tanning if it's 120. No, that's true. You can like go outside for a bit, you know, check the mail and then come back inside and drink a bunch of water. Yeah. You definitely try to stay outside. I don't even think I was happens. that. Like, looking back at pictures, I don't think I ever got tanned yeah. when I lived in Arizona. Did you know people who were tan or anything like that? I mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Especially, okay. like, the sportier people. Sure. That's so it is possible anywhere, to get though. tan in Arizona. I don't know if it was possible for me. Okay. I'm not quite as see-through day glow as Miss Bella. Yeah. Again, You also don't have a blue filter laid over you at all times. <laughs> yeah. You could do that if you wanted to, though. Like those blue light filters for so you don't get like blinded by your computer. Yeah. yeah. Just or just a big sort of the ones that they use a big day for night blue piece of plastic that they put over lights in cheap movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah. walk with one of those in front of you at all times <laughs> and you'll look like you're in a twilight and movie. And then I'll take it off and be like, Look how tan I got. Bella's response to the question, Aren't people from Arizona supposed to be tan? is to say, Maybe that's why they kicked me out out of Arizona. 
did they kick you out of Arizona? I just want to say real quick, I yes. love her for that. Yeah. What a quick she's always response. Got, she's always got something. Yeah. yeah. And she's sa- But she says it in like such a like shy, like lip bitey way. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, maybe that's why they kicked me out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just transformed in front of me. It's the Debbie Ryan hair tuck. And the way you were just constantly looking at the floor yeah. as you said all of those things. And absolutely gnawing my lip. Yeah. Yeah. Just about to chew it right off. <laughs> But stop avoiding the question. Did they kick you out of Arizona or did you leave willingly? Oh, uh, no, I left willingly. Okay, that's good. I just wanted to make sure that's not something they're doing. Not to me. people out to other states. No, I, I was like, I'm 22 and I want to live in a big city. I'm going to go to Chicago. Sure. And I moved January 2020 oh, uh, without knowing anybody either. Great timing. And, uh, and I was like, I'll go out and meet people when it gets warm out. And then in the spring, mm-hmm. the funniest thing happened. <laughs> no, really, tell me. <laughs> what happened in March of 2020 a, You know in what? Chicago? Can I confess something to yeah, you? Yeah, go for it. That's a Bo Burnham joke, and no one's ever called me out on oh, it. Oh, really? I think it's something in Inside. And he's like, and I decided 2020 was going to be my year. I was going to go back and do shows. Uh-huh. And then the funniest thing happened. Oh. And I say that all the time and no one's ever called me on it. Yeah, I was I was not going to call you on that mainly because I hadn't seen that. But this is not a Bo Burnham podcast. It's not. And it uh, probably never will be. It's more <laughs> likely to become a Bo Burnham podcast than a Pokemon or definitely a Les Mis podcast. <laughs> of all the things we've talked about today, it'll probably be a Mean Girls podcast before anything mm. else. Oh, that's such a great movie. Did you see The Disappearing Girl? No. This scene is kind of famous, maybe even notorious among Twilight fandom, for the disappearing girl. It's just like weird editing or something? Yeah. I'm, well, fine. If you want to be boring oh, oh, about sorry, it, sorry, it's sorry, weird sorry. editing. Edit that out. Uh, <laughs> edit. No, leave that in. Let her, <laughs> let her be shamed publicly. First of all, it's odd because this is clearly a child and not an adult pretending to play a child <laughs> really? like all the other actors. Like I've Anna got Kendrick, scene, who's probably like 30 in this movie. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. I'm going to pull this up. I'm going to go scene by scene and showing you what I'm talking about. Uh, I, scene by scene. I mean, frame by frame. This whole podcast is going scene by scene. All right. So she just hit blonde guy. Mike, I think. Sure. In the back of the head with the volleyball while he's playing basketball yes. on the same court. <laughs> that was the other observation I was going to make. I was yeah. like, that I don't think happened in gym class. Okay, that That's was a question so I was going to ask. That is, seems frankly irresponsible. Or maybe if there was like a divider in the room. I remember sure. that. If there was like two different gym classes happening that at the I've same time. That I've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. But let's, let's watch this. The volleyball hits him. There's the girl. You see the girl right there? She looks 10 years old. She looks 10 years old (laughs) and also 15 years younger than everyone else in the scene. She's walking. She's walking. She's walking to get the volleyball. And we cut away. We cut back to that angle. Wait for it. She's not there. It was a She's gone. And throughout the rest of this scene, she's just nowhere to be seen. Wow. Who is this child? Is it like the director's kid or something? Maybe. I don't know. Let's talk in the universe of the film first. Is this the kind of thing where like, you know the answer? No, no one knows the answer. Oh, okay. This is an unsolved mystery of the Twilight (laughs) series. I guess if you, the listener, know, write in to the email address I'll give you at the end of the show. But let's talk about right now. Let's just start at the beginning. Why is there someone who's clearly 10, 15 years younger than everyone else in this gym? Yes. Okay. You would like me to suspend my disbelief and Assume act like... Assume okay. that you are... You, you go to Forks High School. Yes. You see this child. What's the child doing there? I would assume it was like a take your kid to work kind of a scenario. Sure. Maybe like the coach's kid or something. Right. But if there's no other kids, I don't know. But also, I feel like she seems very involved. Right. 
Like she runs out to get the volleyball. She's not sitting on the bleachers reading a book. Like she's running and trying to play basketball. She's smiling. And I don't think she's wearing like the same gym clothes as everyone else. Yeah. She's just wearing like a hoodie. If there can be vampires in Forks, maybe there's like a Benjamin Button kid or something. Maybe. (laughs) Or a ghost. (laughs) See, my theory is listeners to the show will remember when we discussed the invisible truck driver a few episodes back. I think this is just the invisible truck driver's daughter who also (gasps) has that ability to disappear. I love that. There's one scene, I I think it was episode three, where there's a a truck driving. And if you watch it right, you can see through the window of the truck, there's just no one in there. Have you seen Community? I have not. Okay. There's an arc that is like an Easter egg Mm -hmm. where there's something much more interesting going on in the background than what's happening in the forest. So the main characters are talking about whatever while the character Abed is helping to like deliver a baby in the background. And it's kind of hard to catch. Yeah. And it's a multi-episode arc. There's a scene where like he gives a condom to a couple at some dance Mm -hmm. and then a few like, I don't know, maybe it might be another season. You see the the girl from the scene before is pregnant. Yeah. And then later you see Abed like delivering a baby in the back of a truck. And I didn't notice it when I watched through all of Community during COVID and I never saw it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe this is a case of like, oh, the real plot is happening in the background. Bella's talking about volleyball in Arizona, but there is a disappearing man and child who are the real protagonists of the story. And it makes sense because in this, in just the town of Forks, there's already vampires and werewolves. So why not a a family that can turn (laughs) invisible? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not that much of a stretch. It makes sense. And I'm going to, as I watch the rest of this movie, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your point of view, you won't have to do this. But as I (laughs) watch each successive scene, I think I'm going to be looking for the invisible people and their influence. I have already accepted this as canon. It has to be because it's happened twice in the first seven minutes of the film. It can't be an accident. If this was another teenager, I'd be like, okay, you're stretching. But this looks like an actual child. This is... I'll take a screen grab of this or something and post it on our social media accounts when this episode drops because it's a child. (laughs) More so than any other extra in this movie. It's just a kid. Yeah. And it's so jarring. And there's probably some reasonable explanation for it. Like, obviously, the kid grabs the volleyball and runs back. And there's plenty of time to do that while we've cut away looking at Bella's face. But I don't know. That's not fun. Kids aren't that fast. No, kids aren't that fast. Unless she's invisible and has super speed. It's possible. Any, <laughs> all bets are off at this point. Anything can happen in this universe. Forks is like, welcome to Night Vale. Just like whatever mm-hmm. kind of weird shit can happen. Maybe she's also a vampire and her ability is to disappear and run really fast. Yeah, because they all get one, right? Yeah. Doesn't every vampire get like their own special Every vampire does get a special power, yes. Yeah. It's, I think, my favorite thing. Because they're all fast and strong, obviously. But there's some that are like extra strong. And one who, as far as I can tell, her superpower is just being really pretty. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Rosalie? The blonde one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What would yours be? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Because, okay, to give you some time to think, I'll vamp a little. Uh, It's usually... (laughs) Vamp. Oh, yes, I definitely said that on purpose. (laughs) 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 Oh, not the vamp bell. It's usually a heightening of some ability that you already have. Like, Bella's later is like... Well, she, she can like read minds or something. Her oh, no, power she, is that other powers story. don't work on her. Oh, right. I think they call it a shield or something like that. Sure. So like there's a vampire who can just make other people feel pain 
and that like but she can't feel right. it or like edward can read minds but he can't right. read her and she's already good at like shutting people out or right and edward was probably like a pretty observant person and then when he was a vampire he could read minds weirdly though this starts before she's a vampire like the whole edward can't read her mind thing right because she's special and not like other girls right next question <laughs> okay <laughs> god i am so sorry i think my vampire ability would just be reading really fast yeah yeah because that's something i can sort of already do i think i could just like pick up a book and just and like, <laughs> yeah okay and that's just read cool it. yeah um, i think mine would also be kind of academic i have yeah. a a very good memory naturally yeah but i think if i was a vampire it would be like photographic memory Ooh, interesting yeah which was maybe that's not fair though because some people can actually do that already that yeah i feel like a vampire ability has to be at least a little supernatural okay maybe i can remember other people's memories too oh that's a good one yeah sort of the opposite of of alice basically who yeah. can look into the future you can look into the past or maybe okay so a memory thing i'm very good with names i'll okay. remember someone's name the first time they tell me mm-hmm. maybe i can like look at someone and just know their name okay that's a good one i don't know how helpful that would be unless i was trying to just like scam people. yeah i was about to say all these abilities um not real useful in a fight which yeah. is what sort of most of the vampire abilities seemed uh seem to be used for I'll be like, I'm re- I'm going to remember their memories of what their plan of attack is. Yeah. And then we can like evade them. I'll, and I'll read a book of about martial arts really fast. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> then we can. <laughs> if you had to give this scene a name, what would it be? And this is also going to be the name of the episode. So make it good. Ooh, Volleybonk. Vol- <laughs> like volleyball, but she yeah, bonks no, him on I the head. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's a portmanteau. Yeah, it's volleybonk. I love it. It's very succinct. That was the first one that popped into my head. Incredible, maybe my new favorite episode title. <gasps> what so what far. was your favorite before? Well, last week's episode was just Suffer in Silence, which I think is good in just a completely different way. It's a little you know, it's a little more in tone. Did with... your parents or grandparents ever say that to you? No. Oh, that was like a phrase in our family. What? It, it was just basically like, stop whining. <laughs> oh man, I wish I'd had you on the last episode because we talked a lot about <laughs> suffering and silence. Yeah, I think it was mostly said lightheartedly. Uh-huh. Like if you say it, because the way yeah. you phrase it, I'm concerned. Every now and then, I uh-huh. say something from my childhood that I think is funny. Yeah. And then someone else goes, whoa. <laughs> hey, we all do that. Yeah. But I'm doing it to you right now. <laughs> but let's get back to Volleybonk because that's great. <laughs> it's it's evocative. They're playing volleyball. Someone gets yeah. bonked. And that was just my nightmare in gym class. Yeah. Is that you like, would do that to someone or that someone would hit you? No, that I would do it to someone. Really? If someone did it to me, I'd be like, oh no, I have to go to the nurse for 40 minutes. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to hurt anyone in gym class. I didn't want anyone to depend on me in gym class because I knew I would let them down. Okay. Cut to two periods later, AP psych. I uh-huh. was like the hero of that class. Because we How many did, opportunities uh, <laughs> were there to be heroes in AP Psych? We played Jeopardy as like a review game a uh-huh. lot. And people would be like, well, it's just not fair because whatever team Lily's on wins. Yeah. And then I went on to like major in psychology. So okay, that was my like varsity sport. That's where it all Sometimes started. Sometimes we would be losing and it uh-huh. would be like the very end of class and I would get a question right and we would win. And if you won, you got extra credit on the test. The, oh, whole, yeah. the whole half of class would get extra credit. And that was the closest I ever got to like being put on someone's shoulders and then like <laughs> chanting my name. I was like, this is where I peak. This is yeah. <laughs> They're never going to do that for you, no matter how good you are at trivia. But it felt the same. No, it does. It absolutely yeah. does. Emotionally, that's, it was the same. That's why I do trivia all the time, because I'm chasing yeah. that high. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else about this episode that you wanted to mention? I just really like the acting in this scene. Yeah. I don't know. You can tell exactly what everybody's thinking the whole time. Yeah. 
like you can tell that Mike has this immediate crush and that Anna Kendrick's character is a little bit jealous about it, but she's still trying to be peppy and yeah. Bella just straight up doesn't want to be there at all. It's so real. It's just so it, high school. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it immediately gives you a, a glimpse into what sort of character archetypes, what high school kid these are. Yeah. I guess I was going to ask which one of those three were you most like, but we already established you were the Bella of your high school. Yeah, I don't think I'm much like Bella overall, Mm -hmm. but in this particular scene, yeah, like in gym class specifically, I was like, nobody look at me, nobody talk to me. Do you think you would be more like Bella now if you also met a hundred year old vampire who thought you were absolutely fascinating? (laughs) How would I react to meeting a hundred year old vampire who thought I was fascinating? How would you actually, that's a great question. How would you react to that? Because it hasn't happened yet. I think there's a difference between like me meeting this person and us like becoming friends versus like this person is pursuing me as a romantic partner. Yeah. First of all, I already have one of those. I'm very happy. Is he a vampire? Uh, no, I've never seen him in the sun before. (laughs) That's a true fact. He does actually. burn very easily. Yeah. I've never seen him sparkle, though. Mm-hmm. I think also just living in a major city, you just kind of collect people yeah. and just like a weird variety of people. Sure. And sometimes I'll meet someone who's so strange or just see someone on the subway who's like wearing a tutu and screaming. And you're yeah. just like, hmm, what an interesting person to add to my collection. Is. Like, yeah. I think of my life. This is so silly, but almost like a like a big tapestry or something yeah and each person i meet or thing i do is like a string in it okay and every time i meet someone super weird i'm like what an interesting string to add to this tapestry (laughs) we've gotten some fascinating glimpses into your life and into your mind in this episode (laughs) and i think that's beautiful Lily Ludwig, thank you so much for being on Bite Sized. If the listeners want to, say, follow you on social media or see you perform live sometime this summer, I think this episode is going up in late July, Where? how would they do all of those things? Oh, yeah. I'm at lily.ludwig on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best place. I post about shows there sometimes. I've got a link in my bio of all yeah. the shows I'm doing. A lot of music improv, if that's what you're into. A lot of music improv. If you are into music improv, you can see me do it, too, uh, as part of Riff, Chicago's music improv party at IO Chicago. I think in August I'll be there two or three times. Saturdays at 10 p.m., even if I'm not in the show, you're still going to have a great time. It's such a good show. It's a fun show, and I say that as someone who's in it, so you know (laughs) I'm being honest. Uh, You can also follow this very podcast on social media at bitesizedpod underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok because bitesizedpod without the underscore was already taken. If you want to support the show, please tell all your friends about it, share it online, maybe give us a five-star review wherever you review, I don't know, iTunes. Do people still review podcasts anymore? I'm an I have Android no idea. girl, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just go out there and make the algorithm work for us. Also, brand new for this episode, if you want to communicate with with me, the host of this show. If you have thoughts on things we've already discussed or things we will be discussing, you can send an email to my favorite twilight podcast at gmail.com. I tried a bunch of iterations that had the name of the show bite sized in it. All of them were taken. I eventually got frustrated and just put in my favorite twilight podcast at gmail.com. Well, it's definitely my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just a bunch of words you already know how to spell so that's easy (laughs) no numbers no underscores or whatever just a full sentence
Our editor is Ben Oksher. Our theme song is Mauled to Death by the fantastic band Swimwear Department. Give them a listen wherever you find your music. That is it for this episode of Bite Size. Please come back next week where I will be discussing a different scene with a different guest. Until then, as we always say at the end of Bite Sized... Chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp, everyone. See you next time. <laughs>